hashtag WrestleBuzz, your weekly dose of dot, 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 stupid. This ain't no WrestleMania, Jack. Uh, this is... This is a Money in the Bank thing? I'm Money in the Bank? Question mark? I mean, I'm not. I'm just yet another dude who... <laughs> I am your typical... Uh, typical online wrestling fan? Question? Am I going to the... Am I going to the high voice and question mark too much? Maybe. Um, Money in the Bank was indeed this weekend. And uh, so let's start with the obvious. Uh, how great was it to have fans back in attendance? Um, you know, the, the practical part of me is like, oh man, COVID isn't really over yet. So like, this is really not great uh, to see this many people packed into arena. And, you know, I've been watching... The NBA Finals, so that I get that same feeling watching that, but it's yo, it it, it is such an enhancement to the WWE product that you know I know I know I I oftentimes am a WWE apologist here, um, but the no crowd era, it was exposed. <laughs> Uh, especially Raw, like they were able to make good to great television most of the time on SmackDown and NXT somehow still able to do it, but three hours on a weekly basis on Raw, and it was just I don't I don't even think it was necessarily bad television. I just think that it just felt long. Um, because one of the things and the matches okay uh you know i'll get more into this next week because i want to talk about you know backbone um so let's let's hop into money in the bank here and um the pre-show is the smackdown tag team champion uh championship it's uh the mysterios versus the usos which i love this story um it's been fun the bloodline kind of aligning on tv and Dom and Ray being a team has been really cool. Uh, so to see them win the championships, father and son, first time ever. And then now they're going to tag against one of the best teams the company has had in the, arguably at ever, but absolutely in the last decade, like inarguably in the last decade. So uh, the Mysterios versus the Usos, this is a great kickoff match. Uh, Dom and Ray are a great team, a great babyface team with explosive offense, good tag maneuvers, and um, of course the Usos are the Usos. So like it's never, it's never going to be a bad match with them. Um, and they steal one with some bad guy stuff, which is great. Uh, we've been seeing, you know, uh, Jimmy's been waffling on you know, is he in or is he out as far as the bloodline goes, as far as the bloodline as it exists, getting in line behind Roman and behind now Jay, who's the right-hand man. So we hadn't yet seen that. And so doing whatever it takes to get the win, including cheating, cool. Like now we're seeing like the bond forming. And he, and he pledges allegiance. He's, he, you know, he acknowledges Roman Reigns later in the, in the show. So that's, that's good times. So that's, uh, again, 
great kickoff match. You know, this is this is one of those matches where in a couple months when, when we're used to having fans back, people are going to gripe about why wasn't that on the card. But uh, I absolutely get why it wasn't. You got to you got to have something hot for the first one back. So uh, that that was indeed hot. And so that gets us into the card proper. Um, we open with the women's uh, money in the bank match. And um, had a lot of conversations or, or seen a lot of people like dumping all over Alexa and Nikki. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I use the word, uh, but bliss and um, Nikki cross the angles that, that they're in. Um, I, is it my favorite thing on television? No. Um, but, but it's different for both of them. And to me, it feels like concurrently, like <clears throat> what each of them is doing is going to lead to them either crossing paths or aligning. Um, again, is it my favorite thing? No, but it is, it is unique. It's different and it's, it shakes up the show and what the show needs is different. And I gotta be honest, uh, I say I'm in the minority, but listening to the crowd cheer for bliss, I might not be. It might just be the online people who, who don't like it so fervently. Um, yeah, I put this out here. I, th I thought, I thought for sure Nikki was going to win, but I thought it was going to be something that bliss did. Like I thought bliss was going to control her. Cause I still feel like I still feel like that can happen. Like bliss is going to control Nikki somehow and they're going to, we'll see, but, uh, live, you know, what, what can I say? Um, to see her be prominent on television, firstly, when she's been so deserving of that for, for a year, but like what a time for her to be present, like leading up to when fans were coming back and they erupted for her on Friday and then they had a nice big pop for her on uh on Sunday for the pay-per-view um she was part of the promo packages for the pay-per-view because she's in the ladder match and it's just I'm not gonna lie man like I I welled up man like to see her in this role that she's working so hard and you know I you know, you could say that about anybody, but to, to have as many stops and starts as she's had, but to feel, I've always felt like the company is behind her and you've never seen it on television. And this is the first time where I feel like, oh man, we might finally get to see what, what she's about. So I, I was geeked for her. Uh, I assumed Tamina and Natty are there to be the base for, uh, for some things, but I thought maybe they were setting up a tag feud with Bliss and Cross. Does not appear. I mean, that could still be. Maybe they do that on television, but they did not set up any of that at the uh, at uh, Money in the Bank. Um, nice blend of vets and upcoming stars. Uh, <laughs> I I guarantee I didn't even look, but I guarantee you that a lot of people were griping about Alexa coming out jeez i did it again i've been trying to say bliss but um alexa coming out and uh 
like you're trying to use her powers, like reaching up, trying to pull the briefcase down. I like that. Teasing. If it's a part of her character, then it should be there. If if that's part of her character, why wouldn't she try to do that? So the fact that she, she tried and she got stopped was cool. Uh, Michael Cole at some point says uh, Natalia was the MVP of the match. Hard to argue against. As much defense as Natty was playing, like she stopped so many people from climbing up. Um, uh, da, da, da. There's a, a tug of war spot. Liv and Natty, Natty each get um, one end of the lat- ladder and they're doing um, a tug of war. And then people are using, attacking each other over the ladder. They're using the ladder to their advantage. Um, it was just fun. I, I really like that. Um, there be, uh, comes a spotlight for Naomi, Naomi's offense. I still don't know what you do with her. She gets this massive pop all the time. I don't think she's... I feel like she's past winning money in the bank as far as needing money in the bank to get her back to the title. I think she's one of those characters that people are going to get behind. So she's a couple wins away always. Um, but how how do you facilitate that? Um, you know, with with Ripley as champion, and we'll get to her, their match later. I guess, you know, a win over Charlotte or or something you know could propel her her back forward and my point being like i love her but i don't know where she fits in and i think that's kind of almost always been the problem is they they won't find a place for her so it's hard for me to see it she's a great talent so i don't know maybe just have her win some matches uh and be on television all the time Maybe that's a start. Um, so yeah, uh, the spotlight for Naomi's o- offense. She power bombs, power bombs live onto the ladder, which was really cool. Um, Natty playing defense. So then, um, Liv gets the ladder centered, and like this is hard cam. This is like, this is the the tease, like the tease win. And she's crawling up, hard, hard cam like comes in on her and it's like, oh man, is this, is this it? And nope, it's, it's just a tease. And so two other ladders get set up. And so let's see, every woman except for, I think, uh, yeah, Bliss was the only one. Everybody's on, on ladders except for Bliss and Nikki. And so everybody else is fighting, trying, trying to, uh, get the briefcase and live front and center. Um, as that's happening, Nikki just crawls up the ladder, hops over live and grabs the briefcase. I love it. Um, it, it didn't happen the way I thought it was gonna. Um, so you can utilize if that's a thing that's going to happen, you can utilize that later. I'm into it. Um, I'm very interested to see what Nikki Cross does with the briefcase. And you think about it, this is great storytelling. She's been on a roll ever since becoming, even before becoming almost a superhero. She's been on a roll. And so that's kind of where all this is. And it leads right to this. It makes sense. Like, we want to make her somebody who's at the, you know, at the top or in the conversation constantly. 
here's how here's how we do it with her. Um, so the Viking Raiders versus Stylin almost. Uh, if anyone can bring the fight, it's the Raiders. And again, I've I've said this before. You know, it's a good match when I don't have a lot of notes. I just enjoyed it. This was, this was. I had very low expectations going in because it's nothing against almost, but he's a big dude, and generally speaking, like big tall guys generally speaking aren't my cup of tea undertaker being the exception um i i guess you know like that's that's why my note was if anybody can bring the fight it's the viking raiders and boy did they uh this this was a very fun fight um but styles and almost retain kofi versus lashley um i gotta be honest i expected a more even-keeled battle but when you think about television leading up it kind of went exactly how it had to but Kofi coming in hot like immediately going for whatever quick pinfalls he can he can get and like just rapid rapid going for cover after cover after cover and um immediately Lashley just squashes it out you know like after two maybe three pinfall attempts we don't see a lot of offense from from Kofi from that moment on um, my next note is just nasty. So twice within a, a few minutes of each other, Lashley has, uh, Kofi up on his shoulders and just tosses him right into the ring post. And it just, ugh, just, ugh. um, and then I love this Lashley, but I hate that it's happening to Kofi because I love Kofi, but I, at the same time, it's like, who is that beloved that is going to take that beating and still be beloved afterwards. Uh, and who's going to generate the hatred towards Lashley by, t- by getting, you know, you know, by, by beating Kofi that bad. So you hate it, but you hate to see it, but it's kind of what it had to be in my final note. Pipe dream is cause the question comes who, you know, who is it that can, who can beat him? Who can beat Lashley? Pipe Dream is Keith Lee, and they're in Texas. Um, the crowd is back. I, I've been hoping that that's what what we've been waiting on all along. Word on the street is it's a trademark dispute. Um, of course, both Keith Lee and Mia Yim being very quiet on it, um, on their whereabouts even. Uh, I hope. I hope it's been settled, and I hope we see Keith Lee on Raw tonight or depending on when you're listening to this, uh, on Raw, the night after, <laughs> Money in the Bank. Rhea and Charlotte. Um, story-wise, like as far as what happened on television, I didn't like it. But story-wise, like actual story-wise, the story that they're telling of Rhea just trying to do what Charlotte would do, essentially, I love that. I And I, I love the steps that she took to try to just out Charlotte Charlotte. I love that. I, I think that's a great look for Rhea. And anytime you can get in the ring with Charlotte, that, you know, <laughs> Charlotte Flair does Charlotte Flair things when you're in the ring with her. So what are you going to do? Um, and this is the first time, like, where the crowd being there is like, I feel like this is someone 
like 1000% taking advantage of the crowd being here. So the crowd erupts into, we want Becky chants. Um, obviously chanting for uh, the return of Becky Lynch. And this is why the crowd can be so important because Charlotte can respond to that however she wants. And as long as she does, the crowd is going to respond even harder. And so if you want them to boo Charlotte, all she, you know, and again, this is on her. She's the one who, who made this decision. She flips off the crowd, which of course the place erupts into booze. Wonderful. <laughs> Just wonderful. Because there's a sense of realism to that. They've been tied to the hip since coming up, really. You know, especially whenever Charlotte went over to SmackDown. Um, They've been in a never-ending feud. Even with Becky Lynch being on t- off television, like, it's always going to be Charlotte and Becky. Always. And so the character of Charlotte would react that way, but you gotta, you gotta think that the person behind the character of Charlotte would be pretty pissed off too, because she's fucking here and she's still been working and putting on great matches. So fuck you. (laughs) I'm great. I love it. Um, uh, so there's a reversal. Ripley does a corner drop kick into a Charlotte Boston Crab, and it was just so smooth and slick, and it was just well done. Um, Charlotte doing what Charlotte does, deliver great matches. You know, Charlotte Flair doing Charlotte Flair things, and what a match. Easily to this point, the best match of the night. Um, that's not to take away from any of the other matches, because they've all been good, but this was the first one I was like, fuck, yes. So the men's ladder match is next. Uh, And, you know, I haven't gone back to watch it because I feel like this is an important note. What a shitty time for Peacock Peacock to blow out. Um, It just turns into this stuttering mess for um, a few moments before, uh, before Kevin Owens comes out. So they're doing some backstage stuff. And as that backstage stuff is happening, it's it's crapping. And then throughout the entire entrances, it's just stuttering, sputtering mess. And the first few minutes of the match, stuttering, sputtering mess. And I was scrolling through Twitter and somebody said, oh, by the way, I, I signed out and signed back in and it fixed it. So I tried that and it did indeed fix it. Not that that's necessarily hard, but that's a real pain in the butt in the middle of a match that I'm dying to see. Like, of all the matches of the night, that's the one I wanted to see. I was pumped that Liv was there, uh, and she was a spotlight in the match. Um, But pretty much everything else, even even the main event, you know, that we'll we'll come to in a second. Like, I knew that was going to be awesome, but the men's one, I had no clue how it was going to go so that was the one i wanted to see so what a terrible time for that to happen um and the time i decide that i'm going to do this is i see e and drew squaring off and i'm like oh man i want to see this so bad because like i can tell they're clearing out the ring so it's them they're the only two standing and nah man i didn't get to see it 
Um, by the time I finally get it back working, Riddle and Nakamura are in a slugfest, which is cool. Um, I I think they may have faced off before Riddle left SmackDown, but um, clearly it wasn't memorable enough. But that is something I definitely want to see in the coming years. Riddle and Nakamura in a one-on-one match. Um, Jinder lays out and dra- uh, lays out and drags out Drew, which is now that I think about it, expected. Um, do I love it? No, in any other sense of the word, except for the fact that it's this is a way to get Drew away from the title, and he needs to be. Uh, we need to see that he can he can still float without the title being his storyline. And it is now his job to elevate Jinder to a point where it, he could be considered in the championship picture again. So it is important that Drew be big enough to build stars off of. After everything that's happened over this last year, that needs to be a reality. And we need to see if he can do it. This is a good place to start, Jinder. Um, and we see a big ending from the ladder. And Big E, my rooting interest. Big E is Mr. Money in the Bank, and I love it. Uh, because it could go either way. Like, I I would not be the least bit shocked to see him show up after the storyline with New Day and Lashley. I would not be surprised to see him show up on Raw to start teasing Lashley. Hey, I'm, I'm coming for that. Um, but I equally would be, wouldn't be surprised to see him hold on to it and just feud with people. And we're building towards E and Reigns at WrestleMania. And E does the good guy thing and says, I'm going to challenge you at WrestleMania. I'm using this. I'm cashing in at WrestleMania. Man. E being the one to take him down. Ooh. I don't know that it's WrestleMania, but like, man, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I, I, either champion that he takes down, I love it. I love, love, love it. Um, Reigns versus Edge. And the, the first note, uh, I, don't, I don't have a lot. This is certainly a main event. I had my questions because we haven't had this Roman in front of a hot crowd. Now, you know, we had the crowd at Mania, but, like, that was different because it was a smaller crowd. It was... It wasn't this, like, is the best way I can explain it. It wasn't indoors. It wasn't this. Uh, So I, I had my questions. Like, is this just something we're enjoying because it's on TV and we're not being told one way or the other whether to like or dislike it? Nah, man, people were laying into him. And it was great. It was working. <laughs> oh, the crowd ate everything up. I loved. Uh, one of the things that that kept Roman from ascending was he never connected with the crowd. And and by that I mean these moments. Like it, it started after the match or during the match with Cena, where like he would acknowledge the crowd, um, and not just do the ooh uh, thing. Like I I mean like talk trash. Uh, you know, kind of look to the crowd for, you know, encouragement or whatever. But, you know, he's like, Edge wanted this. He He's the one who wanted this. And he's just talking all sorts of junk. 
and I loved every single second of it. Crowd ate it all up. Um, Rollins upset after taking the big ending, and uh, so he's backstage, and he starts blaming Edge. So towards the end of this match, Rollins comes out. Uh, we have no ref, and Edge is using the chair, the bar from the chair, and he's he's got he's got Roman on the ropes, and uh, Rollins kicks him in the head, and we have no ref yet. So uh, Reigns gets up, Superman punch one two three, it's over. Um, and then Rollins comes in and attacks him some more. So it looks like SummerSlam. You know, reports were saying it was Rollins and Edge, but they started teasing that a couple weeks ago on on SmackDown anyway, with Edge coming out and claiming the championship match. Rollins throwing a tantrum about it. Beautiful. I'm into it. And then Roman grabs a microphone and is like, yeah, here we go. No one left. And out comes John Cena. Um... A lot of people, oh, part-timer. Yeah, I get it. And probably nine times out of ten, I'm going to agree. But Roman's not losing. I mean, at least he isn't likely to. And especially not now. I mean, could he lose to Cena? It's, it's Cena. It's hard to say that he won't. But at the same time, John Cena knows what's up. And... It, to me, it isn't likely that Roman loses. And if Roman is going to continue winning, at least for the time being, then he needs people that are already there. Because if he keeps facing Cesaro, the Cesaros of the world, as much as I love Cesaro and as awesome as that match was, they can't rise because they're getting squashed back down. So it's like... Yeah, you want to bust out an edge. You want to bust out a uh, Cena. Um, I don't know who else you can go to, but you know maybe maybe E cashes in at SummerSlam. I don't know. Um, but regardless, I'm okay with this. Uh, they had they had a great back and forth. I forget what the pay per view was. Was it Payback or something? A couple years ago. Uh, they had a great back and forth on the mic. Uh, and this one will be even better. Because Roman has a better sense of, of who he is now. And it'll be great to see Cena tear into his hypocrisies. But also see what Roman has for him. And then there's always Heyman lurking. Who has does surprisingly one of the best to ever speak. <laughs> Surprisingly, very little mic time for Paul Heyman. But he could. So he's always lurking there. Um, all in all, this this was a success. Like I said, like it's it's hard to separate the idea of, oh man, like I wish there wasn't this many people. I, I worry that people could get sick, but also I was able to set aside that and everything else for a night, uh, you know, and wrestling was able to be wrestling again for the first time in, in well over a year. I was able to just escape for a moment 
for a good couple hours is able to just watch wrestling and be engrossed by it. Uh, and for that, I'm thankful. And uh, Money in the Bank was a really good time. Um, you want more good times, baby. Uh, Wrestle Pals present The Road. Uh, we did WrestleMania five last week. And 6 and 7 are coming down. Um, we haven't scheduled them yet, but we're going to be doing those soon. And it looks like we're pushing the uh, the watch-along will be WrestleMania 8. So uh, right now, that would be October. We'd be doing WrestleMania 8 in October, which will be fun. Uh, I think I think you would enjoy this. And uh, if you want to be part of that watch-along, patreon.com slash oh, hi, Justin. It's a dollar a month gets you in to the to the to the patreon um five dollars gets you into the hashtag wrestle party which is where where the watch along is so you want in come hang out um and you don't you don't want to pay and you just would like to come party in the discord good times have fun uh it's the legion of stupid discord love to have you aboard also we're on all podcast platforms subscribe rate comment supposedly that helps Eh, i don't know best way that i think you can help by telling somebody to listen to this show love to have you aboard um i think that's everything right goddamn hashtag wrestle pals mm-hmm.